Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Rack podcast. We're a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local foods, drinking local drinks, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Robert. I'm Andrew. And this is number 67. And I'm Henry. Henry's, Henry's on his way. He's having some computer issues. And that <laughs> was one of the reasons we were a little late getting on tonight, too, was I'm having some computer issues as well. It worked all day for the most part, and then... Uh, just decided to uh, take a dump on me. So I think, you know, there must be a new computer coming out from Apple or something, because that's <laughs> normally when my computers stop working at their optimal uh, speed and precision. So Computers can get viruses too, man, not just people. Yeah. Maybe my computer has COVID. It, it could happen, man. It's frustrating. They're, they're making <laughs> me upgrade to Big Sur, which I don't want to do. I want to stay on... Whatever, like the Windows ninety five version was. Just feel like they keep coming out with like the next version of what was the shitty Microsoft one, like Vista, Windows Vista. Remember yeah, that? I can't remember even that? keep track. Those OSs, Steve, were probably like almost twenty years ago. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying like you you remember when when uh, everything was like working fine, and then like Vista, Windows Vista or something came out and was just terrible. It was like. Stay with XP. Yeah, I get what you're wh- talking about. Was. All the updates are not made to work on old machines, so it's kind of trying to force you to break. There is one thing that I noticed about my update, and I'm wondering if anybody else noticed it too. I think when you start it up and it gives you that cord, it's like a little bit lower than what the cord normally was. I don't know if anybody else has noticed uh-huh. that, but I swear I started up... I felt like I've heard that five million times, and with this last update, it almost sounds like it's a little bit lower. So, I don't know. Next time you start up your laptop, pay attention. Maybe I'm just being an idiot, though. Neither of I my can't... computers make sound when they boot up, and so that maybe that's a problem, too. I don't know. <laughs> and I can't update my laptop anymore. I haven't been able to update it to any OS system in the past, like, five years, so... Oh Lord! And that's how we run the band. We're just, yep. uh, you know, <laughs> just putting out fires. Yeah, I mean this this laptop's uh, 2011. It's still it's still going. Yeah, I think what what the good years were like 2013 to 2015 ish. I think I have a 2015. Maybe I'll get a new one after this one turns 10. At least we're in the Mac game. Yeah, let's, let's the ecosystem do- is really hard. We just have to do a commercial, and then they can just give us all brand new laptops. <laughs> that would be like, awesome. Yeah, like those old iPod commercials where the guys like walking down the the street. Or do you remember those the old most iPod commercials? Thing that I've seen. I'm surprised they the don't do. I'm surprised they don't do like a subscription thing, like where you can just like like with my phone with T-Mobile, I, I have the whatever their Next or Jump or whatever it was called. But you just lease the phone, and then when the new model comes out, you can go trade it in for like the new. That model. seems to make. A lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you can do that with Apple laptops, except if yours is so old, they only give you like $200 for it. Yeah, but I'm saying I could just go in and take my phone in and walk out with another newer version. Like, it would change oh. depending on, like, what I what I get. Um, it would change how much I pay per month, but not by much. It's like 10 bucks a month difference. It's a good idea. I don't know. should jump on that. I know. When, when I start monthly. my own, <laughs> I start my like, own right, so your payment's going to be $150. We have yeah. you on the Mac plan. I'd do it. <laughs> I would do it, too. Yeah. Is that the one, that, uh, paying, is this the one that works there? Yeah. You can buy Macs on time and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't. I just don't think their resale value is as high as, like, you know, doing something normally. So, yeah, yeah that's always the issue. It's like reselling a drum cymbal. When you when you go back to Guitar Center, they're like, "I'll pay you, uh, what's it like, a dollar or two dollars, like an inch." <laughs> like, uh, wait, inch. yeah, That's, I uh, bought this for like five hundred dollars, and you're gonna charge me two dollars an inch, and it's a seventeen <laughs> inch like crash. Like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> Store policy. You can make more. You can make more change out of a symbol than you than you could reselling it at Guitar Center. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Guitar Center just filed for bankruptcy. Well, yeah, really. it happened, huh? It finally, it, wow. I think they were going to anyways, or they had filed for bankruptcy in the past. They had something where they did a restructuring, but I think they finally like just 
can't handle it anymore. I don't know. I don't imagine that all guitar scissors are going to close because some of them have to be profitable. But like when people can't hang out and buy guitars in the guitar center anymore, I bet it's, you know, pretty hard on guitar center's business. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, like, I don't think, I think once you get to a point, like you don't really go to guitar center as like a professional musician or somebody who gigs a lot to really get what you need. And, and I feel like sometimes it gets a bad rap, but I got to say at the same time, when I was a kid going to guitar center, was like going to a store that was Christmas every day. And like, it's a bummer that they are filing for bankruptcy and all that sort of stuff. Because I feel like that was like, when I was a kid, that's where you get that. Like, Oh my God, I just want to be in here and all day and like spend hours and every section and play with synthesizers and DJ gear. Yeah. yeah, It's fun. It's just fun to be in a store that has all that stuff in it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they're going to close or not, but, um, yeah, they did file for bankruptcy again, which amazes me. More businesses haven't done that. I'm like, you know, the businesses that are just like live nation, why is live nation not filed for bankruptcy right now? That's crazy. You know, like, (laughs) yeah. Or, uh, yeah, just other companies like that. So, uh, but it is weird. The way I think about it is like, there's almost no reason to buy a new instrument. There's so many really, really good used instruments that like do almost everything you need. Maybe it's different in keyboard world or something like that because they're actually like making innovation in keyboard world. But like drums have been almost the same for about like 80 years. Yeah. <laughs> like you can get a pretty old drum set that sounds like a drum set, you know? I heard that the guitar market right now with all the COVID stuff is through the roof, though. I heard people are buying guitars like crazy. And I actually know somebody in this band who's bought a couple of guitars <laughs> in like the past like what six months? You got me, yeah. Warren. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've bought oh, two guitars right. this year, which is actually kind of a lot. Yeah, that's legit though. Yeah, it's cool. And what'd you get again? Yeah. Uh, so I bought. Well, actually, technically, I bought a, a twelve string. Um, on when did I buy that? I, bought, I think I bought that in December, um, and I but I did payments on it this year. So technically, I bought three guitars this year, um, and then I bought a, a Fender Jimmy Page Telecaster, and I just bought another Gibson SG. Uh, I don't know. That was about a month and a half ago. It's always fun getting a new instrument. Oh yeah, it's the best. It's so good. Yeah, I've had a lot so of I fun. That. I bought this uh, this new Roland synthesizer and. It's been fun diving into that and twisting knobs and stuff and getting creative. It's cool. Yeah, that thing looked cool. So I guess we should start talking about the weekends, and that starts by talking about us watching the total live stream together with yeah. Steve. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that was fun, man. It was it was crazy to uh, to see it from that angle because uh, you know with with Robert John and the Rack, I've been in it you know since the beginning and. We've seen videos and and uh, either we've shot or other people have shot, but I've gotten to see it from both sides. And this was the first time with a project with that project with Toto that I was able to see it from the front and how it's you know being projected out. Because even in my my inner monitors up on stage, I don't have everything that everybody in the band's doing coming through my ears. So I, I all, all that I have in my ears is I've got like kick. Some overheads, uh, my keyboards, the other keyboard player, like a tiny bit of bass, and then a tiny little bit of, uh, of Steve Lukather's guitar and uh, Joe Williams' vocal. And then the rest of it is just just my vocal. So it's like that was the perfect blend of what I needed to hear in order to execute my parts uh, to the best of my ability. So it was really neat hearing like everything in its entirety for the first time. And it's like, holy shit, dude, it was fun, man. Those guys ripped. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome to watch in here and 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 see how much FaceTime you actually got on the stream, yeah. uh, which was pretty incredible. <laughs> and all the highlights that that kind of we were focusing on you um, was really cool to see. Yeah, and uh, it was cool. We we put it up on a projector at our friend Ian's big white wall at his house, which is also kind of like felt like more of like you're watching a con- like you're at a concert than just a TV. Cause you know, you're looking at a TV, right. And you, you know, it's on TV, but this kind of felt like we were 
watching it live mm-hmm. a little bit more. At least that's how I felt. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was a cool, it, cool vibe. It was cool because Steve was there, so we could be like, "Hey, what about this?" or like, "What about that?" <laughs> we would like be able to ask questions, yeah. like, <laughs> so you get it behind the scenes. And well, the other thing I think was really cool. There's a lot of things that we can take uh, to, to take away from it. I loved hearing like Steve's vo- voice and like you know playing in a band with him for the past couple of years. You get to know like the the tonality and the timbre of his voice. Like timbre is the how his vocals sound to him. And it was so cool to hear that blended into the mix with everything because it, it he you definitely nailed it and it was like oh I like I, I you can like pick it out and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. I know that voice <laughs> it was all up there man those high harmonies are are no joke dude it was, yeah, it was insane some of those <laughs> high notes were like crazy and then I kept looking and like was that an E flat yeah <laughs> was that an F sharp <laughs> damn that was fun. Even though we can hear Steve, like, because we just are used to hearing Steve's voice for the past 10 years, I feel like he has the perfect, like, grit and blend that just sounds like it's been in that band the whole time. Like, there was never a moment of, like, thinking that his voice didn't fit the style of what was going on. That was super cool to, like, oh, this just sounds like the records do. Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. We've been hearing his voice for ten for the past ten years in our dreams and our nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> even when we're sleeping, we hear his voice when he like actually talks in his sleep too. So yes, I've been meaning to it's apologize there. about that. So yeah. <laughs> no, it's, that's funny. Uh, it was it was really cool and it was a neat moment to get to experience uh, that concert for the first time myself as well um, with all you guys. So it was a very very special night. Yeah, it was special great. for me too. I felt special. <laughs> no, it was really cool. And the band sounded really good and everyone still had it. Luther solos were still like insane and mind blowing. Yeah. 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 You know, what a player. I mean, Jesus. It's like insane. Uh we'll see if any of the touring when was the tour or have they announced it or Yeah, they have dates up. Uh the first show is scheduled for July fifteenth in Europe, in uh Germany, I believe. It's gonna be great. The the timing works out works out awesome we'll be doing uh playing at the boss pop festival the weekend of uh july 9th with robert john and the wreck and then uh on the 12th i think we're doing rehearsals out in uh hamburg and then the first show's on the 15th so i'll just stay out there after after the tour should be perfect this is assuming that shows come back in some post-vaccine world yep <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's interesting, but you know, but you you do have to you got to keep planning, man. You know, things will things will I, I trust that things will work work out the way that they're going to, which isn't saying much, but you you still got to keep planning. And <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say much. Yeah, but, you got to yeah. keep the plans alive. Yeah, just like Bruce. Yeah, just like Bruce not being able to go to Costa Mesa. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, so got to just keep planning. Craziness. We'll play more shows. No, but it was super cool. It was like watching your friend in a movie or something like that. <laughs> and every time you got screen time, it was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I think every time you came up, at least in the, the for the first first half, every, every everyone that was there, the small amount of people that were there would just cheer. Yeah. <laughs> like every time. It's not like only after the song or anything. It was just like, ah, there he is. <laughs> it was cool to see all the support, like our friends on like Instagram who are all yeah. like tagging you, like that we can't see or in different states or something too. It was cool to see all that sort of support. So yeah, my, my and, phone was dead by the morning. I, I forgot to plug it in, but went to bed with a full charge and it was just going off all night. It was, yeah, yeah, it was it was beautiful, man. That's awesome. Really, really cool feeling. Can't wait to do more. And the rest yeah. of the week was good too, just fun. And Henry came over today, and we worked on some of his tunes, and that was really yeah, it was cool. Really to uh, nice. that was the first time that we've gotten to just sit and write the two of us together, and yeah, and uh, and work on stuff. It's a good time. It was really neat. Yeah. Thanks for doing that with me, man. Thanks for doing that with me, man. Yeah, buddy. That was cool. What uh, what's everybody drinking, if anything? I'm not drinking anything yet. I was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was, we do it every podcast. So we might as well just check in with everybody to see how everyone. That, that's a that basically tells you how the weekend was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I plan on getting getting a drink here in a sec, but um, yeah, I was trying to resolve those computer issues. Always takes so much longer than you think it's going to. I'm gonna go grab a Modelo because that's I know that that's in the fridge. There you go. So. What about you, Or? What are you drinking? Well, 
I am still on the Lime Topo Chico kick. Mm, this one is empty. So well, good. Oh, those are good. But yeah, it is so good. I want like I, I know that I've seen uh they have those little Topo Chico fridges. But like I think they even do like a guitar. I'm like it'd be cool to get like a like a Topo Chico fridge for like uh the practice room. <laughs> Just have unlimited Topo Chicos in there. Yeah. Sponsor us, Topo Chico, if you're listening. Can we get like, yes. if you know anybody that works at Topo Chico, please, because yeah. that would be like great. A, like, a, like a Topo Chico tap? Oh, man. Kind of like they do in, in Europe with some of the breweries. They'll have the uh, you know the pipes running under the city and stuff. We could just get a Topo Chico tap direct to the house. Oh, yeah. man. That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up for that. So yeah. Topo Chico kick, definitely charging it. Did you what guys know you, Topo Chico is owned by Coca-Cola? I'm oh, not surprised. No. Can't no say I'm surprised. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking a Pellegrino Essencia Dark Morello Cherry and Pomegranate Sparkling Oh, that water. one's good. Wow. I've had that one before. That one's really good. Yeah. I've done it on the podcast before. It's quite the I'm name. over my... We're, we need to find another war to have. A battle? <laughs> yeah. We can get back. At, well, I miss being able no, to. Do I, I feel this. like I've tried so many sparkling waters at this point. We have to find some more obscure bullshit like crackers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> crackers or gummy bears or something. I went well, on the chat to come up with a, some kind of battle that me and War can have that's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah tag us What is this in. battle? Like, you just compare no, like we went back and forth with all the sparkling waters we were having like a fun yeah, game trying it was to like, get the most like different four, sparkling water like oh, five weeks of that oh trying to just do the most obscure sparkling water be like just i tried this one. one fresh i tried this one <laughs> yeah well i tried this one exactly yeah well this week okay weren't you here for all that Something like that <laughs> i i just i i heard about it happening i just didn't fully understand or really care enough at the time to ask about it yeah, it's like this is your guys' thing. Doesn't yeah. concern I see me. how it is. Doesn't confront me. Even that the podcast me. members don't listen to the podcast. Don't confront me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Henry? Um, I'm drinking a like a. I guess this is technically like a hot toddy or something like that. It's just it's like a really yummy lemon ginger tea, and then I just put a little bit of buffalo trace in it. Nice, boom. And, uh, nice. It's a very nice um, cold evening beverage. There you go. How about you, Robert? I'm keeping it easy tonight with a glass of wine. Nice. You know, just a Cabernet from Napa Valley. You know, nothing special going right on, on here. But I'll show you the label. Ooh, it's called Stackhouse. Nice. That's a nice label. Yeah. Got to get a good label. I feel like I want to know the uh, percentage of people who just buy wine based on the label. It has to be like in the 90s. I do. How many people actually know? Like, and not, I feel like people know the difference between like grapes, you know what I mean? Or the the varietal. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think people can, like, will really pick a cat because you have to have had it before, right? So, like, nine times out of 10, if you haven't tried, like, a hundred cabs, usually like a grocery store section of cabs is like 50 to a hundred. So it's like, uh, that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same. I feel like with like craft beer nowadays too, you walk into like the, the craft beer area and there's just so many of them like IPAs and different. It's like, and they're all crazy art. It's like, you kind of just pick the one that looks the coolest and hope that it tastes as cool as it looks. I feel like at least with beers, sometimes you can like get the difference between like you could see on the label it'll be like a coconut porter mixed with <laughs> vanilla and honey or something, and That's then you point. could be like another coconut porter but mixed with like chocolate or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can at least see on the label it's like a candy bar or something. It's yeah. still a candy bar, but this one has nuts and this one doesn't, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you yeah. can at least get from the label what the flavor profile might be, or like. If a cab says like blackberries and cherries on it, you're like, I, I sure, yeah, <laughs> I like blackberries and cherries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And then like, but this one's oaky, and it's like they're all grapes. You know, it's all the same kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm asking for is, 
wine that's flavored. <laughs> Not really. That's like, a, like a chipotle. Yeah. So you want like a wine cooler? Or almost if you like, you know, if you like Dow, you're going to like this one. If you like uh, yeah, J-Lore, you're going to like this one. Yeah. For fans so guys, let's talk about the wine business. What are we doing wasting our time on music? Ninety <laughs> percent oh. of people buy the label. Why don't you guys just mix like two things that you guys would uh you know, like just find really obscure combinations of things and have wars over that. Like mix sparkling water with wine. <laughs> be like, yeah, oh, well like I like a wine spritzer war? Like a wine spritzer? Yeah. I did mix wine with coffee, and I think I talked really? about it on the podcast just what? because it was two horrible flavors. Yeah, that sounds really bad. It sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we wouldn't do that, Henry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, do it with stuff that would make sense together. I just did that to try it. Oh, I, I did have over the weekend, speaking of drinks, I had horchata with, a, uh, with some peanut butter whiskey in it, and that was a very good combination. The horchata was very, very good that I was drinking, too, so it was already really good. But that and peanut butter whiskey, that's a good combo right there. That sounds amazing. It's just like a milkshake at that point. Yeah. <laughs> milkshake on the rocks. There you go. It's almost like a interesting, It's almost like an alternate take on like a white Russian at that point. Yeah. It's like a Mexican Russian. Good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> Mexican <laughs> peanut butter Russian. A white Mexican. A white. <laughs> yeah. It's like me. Uh, yeah. That's, that's no, what we can say here. White redhead <laughs> Mexicans. Do you, ever, do you guys know the boxer Canelo? Uh, Alvarez? It's like a Walter White fights in Pacquiao's like, uh, division. Mm. His name is Canelo. Uh, he's a redhead Mexican guy that looks super white. There's white Mexicans out there. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I, I trust it. It's true. <laughs> Fighting yeah. to get their their name known. It's a battle. Up to a battle. It's always a battle, man. Always a battle. I went well, for the vodka. So? The oh, there you go, Steve. Yeah. Uh, what'd you get? Tito's on the uh, rocks in this really cool DJ glass. Just a pint of Tito's. Just, <laughs> just a Monday evening beverage. Yeah, it's, it's easy. <laughs> I just remembered I got bullet rye. Oh, I, like restocked the bar. So now I'm like, do I go and get one of those on ice? I'll go in a sec. I mean, it sounds go. well. I mean, we if, if, should we listen to some music and then talk more about a weekend after that? Yeah, I, I think because yeah. the weekend thing all this goes guy. together. So. Yeah, it does. Okay, it does. Um, I, I'm going to keep it simple this week. Um, I didn't. I, I had another thing I wanted to play. But uh, but I wanted to uh, I wanted to do that another time. I wanted to kind of save that for a little bit of a more special thing. So uh, I I discovered this song this week, and I just thought it was really cool. And uh, um, it's probably one of the more popular songs that I'm gonna do on this segment. Um, it's from JJ Kale. It's a JJ yeah. Kale song. Uh, I think in the business we're in of playing. You know, um, American, Americana, blues, country-influenced music. We definitely owe uh, something to J.J. Kale um, for writing a lot of great songs, like, uh, for example, Cocaine, Cocaine which was covered by Eric Cocaine, which was covered. I got a little stuttery there, sorry. You were just singing it like the Queens of the Stone Age does. Right, right. Or Dewey Cox. Which we cover, and then also Call Me the Breeze, which was more famously covered by Leonard Skinner. Oh, but uh, the JJ Kill version is awesome. equally awesome. Yeah, and uh, and more recently, John Mayer covered it as well, which was uh, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, so I'm just uh, basically this uh, this song is off of his '76 uh, studio album called Troubadour. Uh, it's the same record that does have uh, cocaine on it, which was famously covered by Eric Clapton um, and famously covered by Robert John the Wreck later. Hey yo, hey yo. You know that recorded version of it that we have is yeah going off the charts. <laughs> yep, going off the charts, man. It, it we'll worked crazy, one man. Of these days. People were losing it. Um, this song was uh, the first, actually, the first single released off that record uh, in 1976, um, and it was actually later on covered by Eric Clapton um, in 2001 for his record Reptile. And uh, I just, I heard it come on and I was like, who is this? And then I was like, there's no way this is JJK. Like, that's crazy. This is like 
totally not what I picture JJ Kale playing, but uh, mm-hmm. but there's actually a few other songs that that kind of follow this sort of sound sonic formula. Um, very very funky tune, uh, more than I recall hearing from JJ Kale's catalog in the past. Uh, what limited experience I have with it. Um, so uh, this song is called Traveling Light, and uh, dig it. I hope you guys enjoy it. JJ Kale, 1976. Oh yeah. I love the vibraphone at the at the outro, man. That was so cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was digging the uh, the whole production on that. Yeah, thing kind of blend of different tones, and it all like works mm-hmm. in a really cool way. Yeah, definitely very funky. Uh, I love the use of the cowbell too. The yeah. little <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like every recording like this with the vibraphone, like no one ever knew how to play vibes. There's just like one in a studio. They're like, yeah. I can do this. <laughs> and then that's how like every vibes on every song that has vibes is ever done. Right. It's either that or like a glockenspiel. No one like went to glockenspiel lessons when they were like eight, you know? Yeah. Except like Marcy Glockenspiel, who's like a percussionist of some kind of philharmonic of, these of the, days. Of the Glockenspiel yeah. family. Like, it was like the kids who were really good at piano but had ADD, so they needed something else to do. So it was like, instead of playing a piano, here's some sticks and you can whack them. Although, <laughs> I love Cal Jader. I just bought a Cal Jader record the other day. And oh, nice. Yeah, that never gets old. Yeah, that's good shit. But that JJ Kale song, that was very funky. Uh I definitely Yeah. Just a little little quick little, you know, fun fun little jammer. Uh sometimes I do two or three songs, sometimes I just do one quick little song and so just kinda changing it up a little bit. I thought it was cool. I I'd never heard that song before, so I was like, Oh, this is a cool I would never have guessed this was JJ Kale. I'm gonna be singing that later. Yeah, it was cool. Traveling yeah. night. Traveling yeah. night. His voice is just his voice is just so cool. Like it's just yeah. it's like 
just sounds like whiskey and like yeah. a smoky bar at like one <laughs> thirty in the morning and like you know people are gambling and stuff it just sounds like super cool he just sounds like the cool guy in the corner of the bar like seeing some stuff you know <laughs> what yeah. year did that come out uh 76 nice nice Whis- Whis- like he's well got- into rock and roll yeah, he's got whiskey bar wisdom voice. He does. Ah, I I think so. Yeah, I think so. That's awesome. Like. Sounds like a seasoned veteran. Yeah, it sounds like he knows whiskey what he's bar. Doing. Yeah. yeah, and just so you guys remember, if you go to our Spotify page and you go to the very bottom, there is a link to uh, Henry's history lesson playlist, so you can listen to this song and all the other songs that we have been going over for the past 67 episodes. 67? Yep. 67. Yep. Jesus. 67. What is wrong with us? A new song every week. And uh, What's wrong with you guys for listening? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love all of you. But 67 seems crazy. That's when yeah. it just starts to snowball. It's yeah. over, over four we're, hours. We're, we're getting there. Over over four hours of music on that playlist. Now, yeah, I am. Yep, nice. Yeah. It's gonna be dope. Yep, new stuff every week. Uh, it's turning into a really really cool vibe. Uh, something you can listen to, shuffle or not. Um, and then also on our Spotify page that uh, just added probably in the last week or so. Uh, I made this little playlist called Band Inspo, which is short for Band Inspiration. Uh, and uh, there's just, it's just like a cool little playlist of, of probably around the same length of time, maybe four to five hours of music that you can yeah. shuffle. Um, a lot of my favorite artists that I sort of, I sort of model my approach uh, to this band after what I hear in that stuff. And it's just sort of a cool mix of um Blues, rock, um, old, new stuff, singer-songwriter stuff, folky stuff, funky stuff, um, jam band stuff, uh, cool riff rock, like, and kind of putting it in, in uh, hopefully a cohesive sort of way. Just all my sorts of favorites, and that is called the Band Inspo uh, playlist as Hell well, yeah. and that is also found on our Spotify page. Hell yeah. I thought it was going to be really funny if you're like, these are the songs, I bring this approach to this band. It's a lot of 90s techno and jock rock <laughs> <laughs> mixed well, with, you know, I have a disco. <laughs> Bunch of 90s techno and Mostly craft work. Mostly new metal as well. Nine Inch Nails, 10th record, but not the uh, ninth. That's when they got too yeah. preachy. It's Boom. just Duke, uh, Nuki by, by Limp Biscuit for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> And then oh, Sandstorm man. by Derude <laughs> for another three The other hours. thing was like, I only listen to records I played on for my own inspiration because I'm such an artist. <laughs> <laughs> to only listen to my records. Yeah. <laughs> it's all just King Tree and the Earth Mothers. Just yeah. King Tree and the Earth Mothers and then just the last two Robert John the last two Robert John <laughs> and, and a third of my last solo record. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and Professor Columbo. The Professor Columbo mm. records are still up there too. Yeah, my, my band I was in before I was in Robert John the Wreck. We don't talk about that band. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, I well, have a Professor see, like, Columbo shirt. I have like three Professor Columbo shirts. I had a sticker up in my room for the longest time before I moved. And then you were talking about playing with Eric like last podcast, so that's what's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. It is funny. Yeah. Eric yeah, actually did a couple of designs for us and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah so no, he's I'm a great uh, he's a great he's a graphic dude. designer guy. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, exactly. There it is, right there. I think we still have about five hundred of those. <laughs> and he's in a really good we band. We have right the now. bands too, right? What, what's the name of his band that he's playing in? Um, uh, he, so he plays with he has his own band, and then he also plays with Jerry and the rest, which is kind of a cool like country. Yeah, they're great and uh, really really cool. Um, our buddy Pierce fronts that, um, and then Eric plays keys and does some singing in that as well. Nice, cool, Roebuck and cool. Yeah, that's I. I don't know if he's doing that exactly, but I but I know he mm. has his own thing. I don't know what yeah. it's. I actually don't. I'm not sure what it's called anymore. Um. But he's doing stuff, so doing stuff, doing great shit, and then also killing it on the graphic design and for us as well, which is always appreciated. Yeah, yeah, great, well, great guy great for art. show flyers, great guy for designs. Uh, 
all that sort of stuff. And I didn't realize how great of a keyboard player he is, man. Like, I've, I know that he, he plays keys, but he posted this video a couple weeks ago, I think, and uh, our, our good buddy uh, Mike Khalil uh, has been playing with him a little mm-hmm. bit here and there, and and uh, Mike was on the podcast a few weeks back. And, yep. And, uh, and dude... Eric was just ripping on keys and singing at the same time. And I was like, holy fuck, like, that would take me a second to break down what he was doing. I, I didn't realize that he shreds like that, man. Yeah, really he cool. he put in a lot of time on the uh, keys. Uh, he he didn't really play much um, when we were in Professor Columbo together. Yeah. And then uh, I think specifically, like, this year and maybe, maybe last year, he's put a lot of time in. Uh, specifically on his keyboard chops, and uh, yeah, definitely can see the results, which is really really cool. I was really I was like, really yeah. impressed, man. Like I, I watched the video a couple times. I'm yeah. like, damn, dude. Like, yeah, fuck, I gotta go practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been putting work, and it's cool yeah. to see. Well, uh, we were all at the same place a lot of times this weekend. Yeah, we had our uh, little friendsgiving party this weekend, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Robert got up at 7 a.m. to help a couple of our buddies put a pig in the ground. How was that? Yeah. It was it was a really cool experience. Uh, I've never cooked a full pig before, so I was kind of excited to help out and see the process and help the process out. And uh, one of our friends is, uh, is Hawaiian, so we kind of went with the – tried to do a Hawaiian version, um, except without – being in Hawaii, where there's like volcanic rock and tons of banana leaves and everything, so that was kind of interesting to um, figure it out in Southern California. <laughs> um, but it was awesome. Uh, we we never had done that before, and we we dug a pit, filled it with uh, wood and stones, and lit it on fire. And uh, I mean, and then you know we we had a fifty pound pig, which is not as big as some pigs out there. Um, it was just an interesting process. We had to get banana stalks, which happened to be on the property, which is just weird already. Um, <laughs> you need? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what, oh, yeah. That's what you guys need? Yeah, I'll go chop some down. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just, just uh, behind the shed. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you put banana stalks down uh, on top of the hot rocks that you've been, you know, heating up for a couple hours. And then banana leaves cover that. And then you, you uh, wrap the pig in like a chicken wire, like, you know, that metal mesh. And uh, plop it on there, cover it with a bunch more banana leaves, um, and then a tarp and some dirt to hold all that steam and that heat in, and uh, just let it just let it go for about six hours. I think the the biggest thing we were worried about was making sure that it was actually cooked because I don't think any of us have ever. I had never done it before, um, but we, we luckily had two Hawaiians there to make sure the process was going well. Um, actually, two and a half, technically. So um, we were reading a lot of YouTube video, watching a lot of YouTube videos, and they said you need at least one Hawaiian to do it, and we had two and a half. So um, it worked out. And, I mean, ev- everyone here, I think, tried it. It was delicious. And uh, it was I thought it came out great. Um, our Our good friend Al did a marinade or brined it with like an ipa and some sage and whatever else he put in there um and it was i mean it was it was great i i really enjoyed it um i'm not a big turkey fan for thanksgiving so it was nice to not have turkey we, didn't we did, also do a turkey in the pit yeah, yeah. We, we threw a turkey in there too like last minute because we're like well we have a turkey let's just throw it in there and see if it cooks yeah and i didn't have any of that but i heard that it was, it was good it was great too it was really good it was good it was better than normal turkey because normal turkey sort of comes out like not moist and yeah. when you slow cook stuff it can't not come out moist it just falls apart you know so yeah and then it gets that smokiness to it so it was good yeah, but it, was, it was really fun to do it, you know, figure it out. Like it was, I was excited about waking up at 6.30 opposed to, you know, <laughs> wake up at 6.30 and go to, like, do something you don't want to do. Um, but it was great. I mean, uh, yeah, and then, you know, that was, just, that was just one of the things that we had at our little friends giving thing this weekend. Um, and I think that's what we're going to talk about today is some of our favorite Thanksgiving foods, even, even some that aren't Thanksgiving-related, but... Um, the uh that pig was on top of my list just because of the yeah. whole process and we were all there when like got taken out of the dirt which was kind of fun because we're like well we'll see <laughs> okay I, I have a funny place to start because like 
I have things that I thought were just like normal Thanksgiving things. And then I started talking to people and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like I've never <laughs> eaten that before in my life. You know what I mean? Really? I feel like there's something like that in every sort of circle where you go like, Oh yeah, you don't eat like whatever this thing is. So one controversial thing is, do you put marshmallows on top of yams or not? Yes. Did yes. you do that growing up? I've yes. heard of it. So Warren, I had, I had, I had did you guys up. have yams first of all? Yeah. Well, like sweet potatoes. I was a super, super picky eater as a kid, and I think I may have may have explained it over the weekend. But I always hated Thanksgiving because I felt like it was like trying to get way too dressed up and way overdone. So like we probably had yams, and there may have been that stuff on it or marshmallows on it, but I definitely didn't eat it, so it probably wasn't even on my radar. Got it. I, I still Henry? don't like sweet potatoes, but I do Did remember you- that. Were they there? And then did they have oh, yeah. marshmallows? Yes, I remember all. The, yeah, I remember that being a thing. Okay, Definitely. cool. So that some people I talked to and they're like marshmallows on yeah, yams. Like I remember I've never that, seen that yeah. before in my life. We also yeah. and some people to- like, oh yeah, I know you can do that, but I, I we're just not doing it, which is also acceptable. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, um, there's this <laughs> weird thing that my family does. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce understands me with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who eats sweet potatoes? Yuck! I don't eat either of those things. Dude, my, I don't my, like my them. family used to Sorry. do uh, used to do pineapple on sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes it was. I think my mom. I've never side, heard of that either. My mom's side of the family would do like the marshmallows and stuff, but the but my dad's side of the family, the Italian side, would put pineapple on it. Yeah, I've had and it both ways, so and I've also good, had it with man. pineapples and marshmallows. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's like, it's like the trifecta. So Trifecta. It's like a dessert. It's almost. It's like a dessert casserole almost when it comes out. I love it. It's one of my favorite. Oh yeah, they're phenomenal. Yeah, there's so much sugar in them. It's like you can't not like it. It's almost like pumpkin pie or something. Yeah, especially as a kid. And a shit ton of brown sugar. <laughs> yeah, yep. Scott. Oh, they make that shit. It's like D'Angelo pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't bring up Thanksgiving food without talking about Aunt Trish. And oh, her yeah. Uh, yeah. angel biscuits, which I think oh, you guys have had biscuits. the angel biscuits before. Yes. Oh yeah. I think we went over to her house. I don't know. That was probably a year ago. And uh, yeah, I think it was last Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was right, around right this around time. Christmas. Yeah, because we got the the Christmas crack. Christmas yeah, crack. it was it was right around that. It was it was right around this time last year, I think, because we played Perks right afterwards. Mm-hmm. We went to Perks uh, from their house, which is in Huntington Beach. Um. And she, I think she made us all angel biscuits. I think she made angel biscuits because I was like, "You guys gotta try." Yeah, that, interesting. Those are incredible. <laughs> and, yeah, they're uh, amazing. Yeah, and those are those are mess. It's messed up how good those are. There's probably like a bucket of butter in it, but when you use addictive drugs to describe your food all the time, <laughs> it must be good. <laughs> yeah. These are heroin biscuits. Yeah, right. yeah, Christmas exactly. crack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's that was always we call the this big sugar thing for me. angel dust. <laughs> like, but that was always the big thing for me yeah. growing up was like because I I was super picky when I was a kid. I would literally eat turkey and like they would have to like make me rice so that I I could eat something because I literally didn't like anything else. Like I so didn't like stuffing, didn't like mashed potatoes. Like <laughs> yeah. They must and, have uh, to feed you a but lot. My, but my aunt Trish would make angel biscuits, <laughs> and so so that's a that's a memory for me. It's like I've always loved those. Like, always been a big part of my Thanksgiving thing, specifically the biscuits. Mm-hmm. Like a big part of the holiday cuisine, uh, at least for me. It's like my definitely my like personal memory. I have one more weird item that I think is the one that no one's ever heard of. So yams, people go about fifty fifty. We did this dish. That was like peas, like normal peas you'd get out of a can, like covered in sour cream. Oh, has anyone seen anything? I never ate it. I still to this day never eat it. It sounds super weird, but my uh, mom's family grew up eating uh, a ton of sour cream on everything, and apparently, like this was just like some dish that someone had. It's green peas with like literally, like it just looks white. It's like a sea of white with green peas. Would you consider you ever heard like, of that? No. Would you consider it close to like cream corn, but cream peas? No, no, no. It's not. Or is it just like literally that? sour cream and peas? Yes, it's like 
sour cream, <laughs> cream and canned okay. peas, and that's like it. That's like the whole dish, and you heat it up a little bit. No, yeah, I've Zeke, never I heard of that. No, I grew up just thinking this was never, like some kind of normal Thanksgiving never, dish, right? I've, I've this is what I mean. I've had like pea pea salad, almost like a like a potato salad, right? Where it's like just because potato salad's mainly mayonnaise, right? Yes, or or whatever. But yeah, or eggs. For yeah. Uh, I know I've had like a pea salad before, but I don't know if it was with sour cream. But that sounds amazing because I love both those things. I so, see one recipe for it online, and it has a three out of ten. <laughs> it, it doesn't sound very appealing. I would definitely like try it, but it sounds very interesting. I, I've never tried. I don't like sour cream, and it, it does sound gross. It's just weird. I'm like, why don't you just peas are fine? Just put it, peas it, out there. Why do you need to cover almost, them with sour cream? It almost sounds like somebody was really lazy one year, and they're like, "Well, I have sour cream and I have peas, and I'm gonna <laughs> throw them together." <laughs> And then they just adopted that. And they're like, well, we did, I don't know somewhere. what it is. We just do it every year. And I'm I don't sure know. that I, I am one, somehow related. I don't care if people like it or not. <laughs> one person at that, at that gathering right, said, ahead, one person at that gathering said, oh, this is amazing. And that one person that just threw it together was like, cool, I'm going to make this every year then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting it on uh, Etsy. My family loves our games. It was never an issue. Like, what's wrong with you? Or I never even thought about it. It was just something I didn't eat. You know what I mean? Like, you guys were talking about being picky as a kid. I was picky as a kid, too. And yeah. then I just wouldn't eat it, and I just passed it over. So I, I can't remember who I told. I, it might have been a girlfriend or something. They're like, they came to Thanksgiving and was like, what's that? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just the peas and sour cream. And they're like, what is that? What do you mean it's just the peas and sour cream? Like, no one's ever it, it, no one's ever done that before. Like, what are you talking about? It's super weird. It just sounds yeah. like they made so, it. Yeah, none of you guys have heard of it, right? It sounds like they just made a dish out of what was left over on somebody's plate one time. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe someone just tried it together or yeah. something. Uh, yeah, that was the I, Mexican side of the family. So they just grew up putting sour cream on everything. You know, I mean? it was yeah. just like a sauce. You know. Well, I'm kind of want to try it. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I feel like you try it. Though. What time is Thanksgiving? Um, hey, I'm just here to try the pee thing. <laughs> <laughs> Take it by and be like, oh, that's gross. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> yo, yo, I got a text that you guys got that uh, pea and sour cream dish. Just drove two hours to uh, to get up here. <laughs> I just oh, want to try traffic. it. I can give you my aunt's number. She can mail you guys some. I mean, you could probably, if it's just peas and sour cream, you could probably put it together pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, just, I think that's it. I can't even find a recipe for it online. You know how big online it's is? It's simple. <laughs> you know how big, is the, is a big, you know how big the, the internet title? is? <laughs> you just look it up and they say, do you really need a recipe for this? It's peas and sour cream. Yeah. <laughs> Cup of peas, cup of sour cream, that's all you need. They have these weird casserole recipes, but that's not what it was. Yeah. Anyways, okay. On to favorites. After I got that one out, I just needed to share that because, like, I tell everyone about that on Thanksgiving. It's like, you guys have never heard of this sour cream peas, right? Everyone's like, what are you talking about? Okay. Now we have at least the Robert John audience knowing that it's equally crazy. So one of my one of my favorite things, uh, and this, this ties into yesterday's Friendsgiving, is... Green beans have always been like such a staple at any holiday dinner in my family growing up. And do you mean the? Sorry, Steve. Do you mean the traditional green, green bean casserole that everyone's no, knows about? No, you not, about not not a casserole. I'm I'm just talking sour green cream beans. and green beans. <laughs> just just green beans, normally with like maybe like some some uh, roasted garlic and stuff. Like they're they're. I think they're cooked and then they're baked and then there's the roasted garlic and everything and some pancetta and all that stuff like put it all into the mix together. So it's this like bacon, green bean, garlic, olive oil, like just deliciousness. And I always, always have loved green beans. They're, they're still one of my favorite things and they're super easy to cook. So it was really nice at the Friendsgiving, Warren made some green beans they were like with the what were they? They were like soy and soy and garlic. Yeah, soy sauce and garlic. Oh my that's god, like, that's like pretty much the main ingredient. Too. I mean, you can put like pepper or like sriracha if you want to spice them up a little bit. But yeah, just tons of soy and garlic. They're like up, heavy. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god, dude, they were so good. They were not heavy. They were at all. great. I ended up going back. I probably left 
I, I don't know. I, I probably had like at least like half of my plate was just green beans. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it That's was incredible. I was like, yeah, don't yeah, need a, don't great. need a save room for dessert. I'm gonna fill up on these green beans. These are amazing. So, thank you for that. That was that was that was a treat. Yeah, no problem. Erica, my fiance, turned me on to those last year. And again, it's so easy to like cook up. You literally just fry those in the pan. You yeah. put in a bunch of soy sauce and just a ton of garlic, <clears throat> and it turned. It came out really good. And I, you know, I've never really liked green beans that much. And I could eat that like, you know, I could eat that a couple times a week. And yeah, all about the seasoning. Well, and Erica made some incredible stuffing too, man. Like I've never really been much of a stuffing fan, Mm -hmm. but uh, whatever she did with like the apple slices in there, like there was like, there was like an apple stuffing. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. And it was really light. Stuffing's normally so heavy. Yeah. It was, it was nice. It was all fluffy and. Yeah. I I like the apples in that recipe. That was good. Yeah. My favorite thing was Andrew's garlic mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had had those previously one time we went over and had dinner, and Andrew made those in ribs. And uh, the garlic mashed potatoes were so good that I was telling my sister, she's like, she's bringing mashed potatoes to our my mom's Thanksgiving. And I hyped up your recipe so much that she had me reach out to see if I could get it from you. Um, but I know, Andrew, like the most important part is roasting the garlic, right? Yeah. I'll explain it all uh, after you're done talking about it. Or did you? <laughs> yeah, that was that. Was was, that was, yeah, no, that was, oh, okay. so, it was, it was the mashed potatoes for sure. <laughs> um, Which, by the way, I these mashed potatoes you- were gone before I even got there. Really? Yeah, I I didn't get to try any of them because because it was everybody was like, oh yeah, the mashed potatoes, and I'm looking around on the table. There's no mashed potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh, there was ten pounds of them, by the way. Wow. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? So the thing I tried out at Warren's, I'd never done it before, and uh, I don't know if you, well, Steve, you probably definitely know what you could do this, but I never knew this before. Where you could just sort of like cut the head of a garlic clove off, like the whole bunch, or what do you call it? Like, um, clove. Or, yeah. yeah. Or not the clove, bunch. but the whole like thing, bulb, you cut the head off, you put some oil on it, you sprinkle some salt and pepper and you put it in a thing of foil mm-hmm. and you just put it in the oven for an hour. And it basically just turns into like garlic toothpaste. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It is like, and then it mellows out the garlic flavor, right? <laughs> wait, 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 so, garlic toothpaste. That's the consistency. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. That was just, uh, just. I. It took me a while to be like, okay, garlic toothpaste. It's like garlic sour cream. You know. (laughs) Sorry. You basically just squeeze it out of the cloves, and it comes out as this like pasty thing, and it's so good. You just spread it on toast and eat it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it just takes an hour, and. Warren and Erica were coming over, so it was just like, oh, like uh, let me just try some shit out, because I always just like feeding people and trying stuff out. So the recipe was like intense for mashed potatoes. I'm used to just like, let me just put in some butter, and I don't really know how much I'm putting in. Let me just put in some milk, and I don't really know how much I'm putting in. And then like, let me just salt and pepper the shit out of it until I like it, and then I'm done. And this was like, you have to use Yukon gold potatoes or else it doesn't work correctly. <laughs> you have to use, um, you have to like roast the garlic, the full bulb of garlic. And it was like, I think it was three pounds of potatoes, but it was one full stick of butter, one full cup of half and half, and then one full bulb of garlic to like one, one mm. pan of potatoes. Wow. Right. It's not yeah. like, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's so much, you know, uh, dairy in that. Yeah. And we were talking about what milkshakes before. I've been calling them like these potatoes. They're just potato milkshakes. Yeah. I never knew what it was before. And then so we tried it with Warren. It came out amazing. So uh, we just did it again for this where I think there was like two full bulbs of garlic just like squeezed into there. And then you just like mix it around. And it has the exact same consistency as the potatoes. Dude, I, you got me thinking. I would totally drink a cup full of mashed potatoes if that was an option where you could just get mashed potatoes oh, like, yeah. in a cup with one of those giant thick McDonald's straws. Like, oh yeah, I would totally little, do that. Yeah, you need the gravy mix in though. The yeah, gravy. yeah. Oh, you, you need the gravy. You need like a gravy swirl. 
Yeah, I'm eating a spoon like a McFlurry. Why does it have to be through a straw? I've eaten mashed potatoes with a spoon before. A, a straw is not that much more crazy. Yeah, you get like one of the boba straws or some shit. Yeah, uh, I'd do that. I'd Someone totally was asking that. me, did I mix the mashed potatoes by hand? Hell no, I did not mix mashed potatoes by hand. That sounds like the worst thing in the world. Anyways, uh, I'm trying to think of what my favorite thing was. Uh, I really love stepping too. I thought the uh, Erica stepping was good. Oh, I was going to talk about this when I was a kid. Um, my favorite thing was biscuits, but it was because you could turn everything from Thanksgiving into a sandwich. Did you guys go through the phase of eating everything as a sandwich? As like yeah. as in the leftover phase, or like on Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. You just like put whatever you can yeah. and like oh, bread yeah, yeah. and then eat it. Yeah, yes. definitely. Uh, I feel like every like teenage boy goes through the sandwich phase. Where you just start putting things in between bread and calling yes, it a I'm, sandwich. I'm still in it. When, when I when I go <laughs> so to my mom's house, the tortillas. <laughs> yeah. And I go to Ma- oh, when I go so to Maine to visit my mom, that's what I do. I literally just like my brother and I will literally just like take whatever's in the fridge and just make sandwiches out of whatever is in there. Yeah. Because there's yeah. this place by my where my mom lives in in uh, Maine that has amazing sourdough bread. So you just want to eat the sourdough bread all the time with everything. So we just wind up literally eating sandwiches for like, (laughs) for like lunch every single day, the entire time we're there. So yeah, like when I was, do that still. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. You just make leftovers. But, uh, what you used to do is like biscuits would come out and split the biscuit and then like put like, you have to do the mashed potatoes first because everything sticks to the mashed potatoes. Yeah. And then I would put like whatever corn or peas or some kind of like uh, like the vegetable, and then you'd put like uh, the turkey on it, and then like gravy and whatever else, and just mm. eat it like a sandwich. Yeah. That was always my favorite. So good. There's a place by uh, where my mom lives too. There's a restaurant over there. Um, when I was out there, uh, I was out there around this time of year last year, and they had a Thanksgiving burrito. Ooh. Oh, that sounds amazing! I yeah. didn't try it, but I was like, "Oh man, that sounds insane!" With the leftover tortillas cranberry sauce and stuff. Bread, yeah, yeah. Tortillas yeah. and bread are the same thing, you know. Yeah, and it was like, well, at least in I, California, they are. Yeah, it was like, it was like, it was like the whole thing: mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, turkey, everything like cranberry sauce, and yeah. like all in like a tortilla. Henry, what was your favorite thing? Um. Well, the my. <sighs> I or that we haven't talked about that you haven't <laughs> talked about already. Um, there were there were some really good mac and cheese there as well, and then uh, I appreciated the fact that they there was turkey because they didn't necessarily have to do that because um, everybody else there, as far as I know. Oh yeah, I didn't even think stuff. about that. I can't I can't eat pork. I have some sort of weird food allergy. It just like really upsets my stomach um, really bad. So. I was really appreciative that they uh, they cooked the turkey the same way they cooked the pig. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, that came out really good, especially with with a little bit of gravy on it. I I kind of just had like half of my plate was basically the garlic mashed potatoes and turkey, and then just like a bunch of gravy on it, and it was delicious. So yeah, thanks, Hell thanks, yeah. Robert. <laughs> there's there's more than just me involved in that. Yeah, I know. I'd... You had two and a half Hawaiians with you, right? <laughs> exactly. No, it's good. It was, it was very, uh, very delicious. How about you, Robert? Well, I've been trying to think of it this whole entire time, and <laughs> mine's a little weird. Like, I, I love all the sides of Thanksgiving, like all the different casseroles and all the side dishes. I've never been a fan of turkey um, for Thanksgiving. It's just not my priority. Um, and you know, I, I like to put everything on the plate and kind of eat everything together. You know, yeah. like it's not like I eat one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, but the kicker is Thanksgiving is the only time that I can get this one thing. And it really adds to everything that I'm eating. It's the can of cranberry sauce. Yes. But, dude. The, but the jellied one, not like the sauce. Like it comes like as like a gelled thing. And I just love that stuff so much as an add on to all the dishes as they're as themselves. And so it's Robert, not really can I tell you a secret not to interrupt you. Yeah. What? I've never tried that before. Oh, come on. I brought two cans, two cans, not the bird. I'm sorry. Um, and the, uh, the, you know, it's good when you still have like the ridge lines from the tin can. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. 
It, it has to be that kind, like not not the saucy one that has no, the, like the pulpy no. version. It has to be like this yeah. gelled form, which yeah. you just you can put out on its own. It just, and it's just it like looks standing like, there like the a can, can without the can because it's just conformed yeah. to that. But it just slides. Oh my god, that shit! And so that's cool. my favorite part about Thanksgiving. I mean, I love all the food with it, but like I only get that at Thanksgiving. Like I don't get that any other yeah. time of year. And so that's why that that specific thing which is like my favorite add-on to. It's not like a seasonal you know can thing like half the half those cans are probably from like the 70s like, I'm, I'm into those it. those things will last forever <laughs> man like if the world yeah, I, mean, ever I, ends, I would only use it for when I'm there's stuffing yeah. and yams and green beans and <laughs> stuff, like well you know, i wouldn't just put it on been, my burrito or something it's been 12 years we gotta get the factory back up and running again to make more tin <laughs> Dude, Ocean Spray is killing it right now with their cranberry <laughs> that juice. That shit is so good, though, dude. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Fuck. So, anyways, that's my favorite thing about Thanksgiving. And uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving Bruce is awesome. Dude. Thanksgiving is an awesome American tradition. I don't care how it started. I just think it's morphed into something that uh, is not like whatever the sort of hallmark version of it. You know. Uh, and we broke bread with the Indians, and it was all good. There was no smallpox, and nothing bad happened. And <laughs> we just say, I'm sure there was eating with Indians going on at some point, but like, you know, uh, just like the all those like when people dig too deep into how stuff starts and don't pay attention to how we use it in today's society, it just bothers me in that sense. It's like I love yeah. Thanksgiving to get together with my family and eat food. I really don't care like about how it started or if we want to celebrate it for different reasons, like, so be it. Like if that's how people want to feel about it. But, uh, um, I love it just yeah. as a holiday and a, a staple of growing up in America. I thought it was really cool. It's a time that you can, you know, just count on to, to get together most years and, you know, hopefully. But it's it's nice, like just to to have the simplicity of just you know having a meal together with people you love intentionally instead of passively like we do every other day of the year, you know. But and and to to stuff your face on purpose and feel okay about it afterwards, opposed to. If you ate that much food on a regular day, you'd be like, man, I'm a piece of shit. But <laughs> unless you're me, you do it on Thanksgiving and you're just like, this is okay because everyone's doing it and every- I'm supposed to. It's a day of I'm forgiven all- gluttony, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm going to I'm gonna go fast for the next four, but that's okay. <laughs> Isn't there like some sort of correlation between flu season and how much sugar gets reintroduced into our diets during the holidays? I've never heard that. But is that it- just like a uh, coincidence? I don't know if it's a coincidence, but I know like sugars, like refined sugar is like really terrible for your body. I still fucking love it and I'm not going to f- ever stop eating it. But, um, but I know it's I terrible. Mean, candy bar right now. <laughs> yeah. Just vodka and candy bars, you know, good old Steve. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, there's, there's like, I heard this thing one time and I'm not sure how like truthful it is, but, the fact that because the holidays are all about, like, you get the extra sweet stuff, you get the pumpkin spice, you get the apple cider, you get all, like, the sweet drinks and hot drinks and festive and it's cold outside, so you want something that's tasty and, you know, eggnog, all this other shit, and pies, more and more pies. They're like, you don't have, like, a June pie, you know, but, like... My family does. My family has pie all the time. Yeah, but you guys live right around like the corner fruit pie, pies, I guess, but... but- it's like there's not a lot of like desserts and like you know stuff yourself full of you know food that's probably pretty terrible for you throughout the year, and then you've got you know Thanksgiving, you've got all the different holiday stuffs. So every other weekend is a different thing, and uh, and you just end up inundating your system with a bunch of shit that like hasn't been there for the entire year, and then with it getting colder, like people just get sick because they their immune system's lowered from eating terribly. But is it the sugar that they're getting sick from? Like, because their immune system goes down when you eat sugar? Or is it because it's flu season and it's cold? And it's just... Like, I would like to know, like, if someone ate a bunch of sugar in June, I mean, are they going to get sick? I've been, like, freezing-ass cold in March and not been eating a lot of sugar and not gotten sick. And then I've also not gotten sick at the holidays, but I also don't, like, stuff myself until I 
you know, pass out. I'm just asking if that's a factual thing for our I podcast listeners, or if Steve's it's not just a doctor. A, I'm I'm not, not doctor his medical advice. Just advice. Uh, it was yourself. it was a curious thought. Make all your like, COVID oh. decisions by yourself. Yeah. I, here, here's the reason why I I, I want to say that because I wouldn't want anyone to go to Thanksgiving and not have any of the sugary things because they heard you saying that they're going to get the flu if they do that. Because oh, I wouldn't no. want anyone to not eat the pie or not eat the yams from your medical advice. No, no. I, I, What's the yams? The yams are the power that beef. The yams are filled with sugar and refined corn syrup. And blah, 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 blah. No, I don't know. Um, but no, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And I've, for, for the last several years, like I haven't really done a lot of sweets. Um, and I haven't really gotten sick. So that's been interesting, too. Again, not a doctor, just... Little, little sidebar. Just, just, a, just an, uh, a sidebar an observation of the times. Yeah. We got, hope all of you have a good holiday, even if you're spending it with your family or you're not. I know we just decided on my end that we're not going to get to get together this year because my sister is pregnant and my mom is kind of in the high risk category. So um, I think we're just choosing to be extra safe this year. Uh, so if you're hanging out with your family or you're not, have a great Thanksgiving and, you know, yes. hit us up at Robert John the Wreck. Yeah. We're thankful for and, you. Uh, yes. What do we got going on? Well, tomorrow, I guess I can say that because it's almost tomorrow. We are launching the Robert John Get Wrecked Scarves. They will be set for sale individually tomorrow, and it's a brand new product for us. It's like one of those cool... European soccer style scarves. Uh, the prints came out cool. It's got a curl on either end. They're very comfort, comfy, and stylish. Um, and yeah, it's a brand new thing for us. They so are we're stoked. They're really they good. Are they are very soft really, and comfy. Yeah. yeah, nice. They feel really premium. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not just saying that. We don't know how they're going to come out until we they get sent to us. It was. Funny we've never when... made scarves before, so it could have been really bad. But they actually came out really amazing. So we just got lucky. That was, that, was, that was the nice thing, too, is, was uh, everybody's reaction when, <laughs> when they saw it for the first time was they felt it and were like, ooh, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know yeah. if, it, if it's <laughs> medically legal, but if you're wearing a scarf, you could also use it as maybe a mask. If you forget your mask and you're just like, oh, no, what do I do? I'm already at the store. You just pull it up over your face and there you go. You wrap also, your whole if you head. wanted to look like a ninja that was a fan of our band, you can also use the scarf for that. Most yeah. importantly, I think Andrew uh, hit that right on the head, is that ninja, ninja season is coming up as well. It's, so. it's a look. <laughs> it's a look, guys. Yeah. We also have the whiskey boxes. We're going to release a bunch of funny videos about the whiskey boxes this week, so be on the lookout for those. <laughs> also, they came out just, really good. Just to wrap this uh complete circle this we were talking about how jj kale had like that whiskey voice and if you're looking to get that voice the best starter pack you can get is a whiskey box because now you have all the useful tools in drinking whiskey boom and thank you guys for all the support for everything else the uh, t-shirt packages and stuff like that were really successful we're just we're going to use all this money to pay for the new record it's not like we're lining our pockets and living a lavish life during covid like we just want to make uh Another record without having to, you know, the income from the live shows. We really do appreciate, you know, everything that's coming in. We do. Stuff like that. It's really helped everyone. Um, so we just wanted to make a bunch of cool shit that we thought was cool that we can, you know, uh, connect with our fans in a way that we weren't going to be able to see them directly. Yeah. Thank you all for all your support through this time and everything. Yeah. It means a lot. And be good to each other. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and get wrecked. And we'll see you next week. 